review, y'all. Jump. The rest of the film. Jump. With my boy, Todd Hastings. Todd Hastings open his bitch. And that new Dylan got broke. Dylan got. So what you got? You know what it is. Come on. Oh, Canada. You've given us some fucking psychopaths. Teddy Hart's probably not the biggest one, but he's kind of a big one. He loves cats and smoking weed and driving prostitutes around. He's definitely killed a girl. And maybe, although he claims he's never smoked meth, he knows Conan and acts like that's really important. He makes everyone uncomfortable with his goatee hairs. Hello, everyone. The year of McMahon is over. Time for fucking the classic. <laughs> One wrestler per week. Time to fuck around. This one's got sadness, but I don't care because it's not Vince McMahon sadness. Welcome to the show, Dylan God. Take off your dick. Take off your dick and throw it at me. Let me eat your dick. Oh, yes. This is another one of the classic wrestler review. Um, person who's done a million shoot interviews but has said nothing. And then you look into it. But they've probably done a crime that should have ended with them in jail. But instead, everyone's like, yeah, that girl went missing. Anyway, Titty Wart, can you tell us again about CM Punk? Yeah, hey, uh, I understand that uh, you, um, uh, you know CM Punk. But uh, I was just wondering, uh, what's, uh, what's going on with you and Samoa Joe, though? <laughs> Didn't you almost fight Samoa Joe? Here's what I did do. I drowned a woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You drowned a woman. But Samoa Joe... Do you have any heat? Do you have any heat with that woman you killed? <laughs> do you have any heat with that woman's family? Uh, the thing with me is that I like to do backflips, and uh, it's important to remember that marijuana and cats are good. Oh, he's so fucking weird. Oh, man. The weirdest thing is, if anyone has $10 US, it's a good investment to watch. Certainly one of the like greatest calling cards of the... People will look back on this and be like, oh, of course this guy was a fucking... Well, criminal. Um, the interview that he has with the best friends, where the best friends uh, Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta are just seemingly normal men drinking in a hotel room with their friends flanking them, who thought they could make a couple extra bucks, and all Teddy Hart is doing is showing him uh, them a viewfinder of parties he's had, where he's like, "See that chick's naked? Look at her tits," and they're like, "That's cool." What about Ring of Honor? And he's like, look at her fucking tits, you fucking pussy. Well, yeah, but like, here's the thing is Teddy Hart. Okay, so uh, the long and short of it is Teddy Hart is the first grandson of the Hart family, uh, born in yes. 1980. His full name is Te Edward Annis, and he uh, was the product of a stampede wrestling trainee and a Hart daughter. And uh, so the story goes, they got married in secret and someone had to tell Stu like way after, which is the weirdest thing. I like. And no one explains because they, they, it's not like they were pregnant with a kid at the time. It was more just sort of like, well, you can't like don't tell Stu that one of his don't don't tell uh, don't tell the wolf that someone stole some of his meat. Like it really comes across like. <laughs> 
I think it was more like, yeah, he needs to micromanage every single thing, and it was like, uh, you can't marry him. I haven't measured his penis with my mouth. Hey, yeah, it's important <laughs> that I taste his cum. It's important. I need to know if it's tangy. Only tangy just will make my grandchildren. <laughs> I want to point out that I all of the characters on the rest of the review just count. It's countdown to them all just becoming serial killers. Like Mean Gene, he was the fastest one there, but the rest of them, it's just a slow march to the. And now I got a room full of skulls. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Stu Hart had a, you could say, complete litter of children. And it's crazy how this entire family is like. The Hart family legacy, when in reality it's like Stu Hart had a territory and was a good wrestler, and then he emotionally and physically abused his many sons, two of which turned out to be very good professional wrestlers, and one of which died in tragic circumstances because he used the only career that his family gave him as an option, professional wrestling. What's also crazy is Stu's odds. Like, for them being like, man, they're a wrestling dynasty, Two sons out of 12, um, and then a bunch of son-in-laws. It's like, that's not a dynasty. Like, the Von Erich. It's a lot like it's a lot like that stat where it's like, did you know the Gretzky brothers are the highest scoring brothers in the history of professional hockey? That's right. Wayne Gretzky had almost 2,500 points, and Brent Gretzky had two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really a, a Bret Hart, Bruce Hart situation, you know what I mean? I mean, I like that there's also more than just two Gretzky brothers. Like, isn't there a shitload of Gretzkys that just hang out in fucking... Is there? Yeah. There's more than two, because there's, a, like, apparently... Because we have a mutual friend who lives in Brantford, and, like, he's like, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you meet Gretzkys, and he's like, they're all sad. Of course they are. I mean, when one of the, when one of you is the greatest, there are four Gretzky brothers. There's Keith, Glenn, Kim, Brent, and, of course... Wayne. Yeah. How much? All right. Brent Gretzky gets made fun of, but Glenn Gretzky. Glenn Gretzky is just like uh, you lose on Saturday mornings. That that name. Like Glenn Gretzky has had full unopened beer cans hucked at him from a car and just been like, oh, Glenny, you deserve that one, too. <laughs> They're out today in full force, aren't they? Well, joke's on you, cocksucker. I got 10 cents. Yeah, joke's on you, you fucking how do you do? Because I'm going to drink this Labatt 50. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you just gave me the end of a beer, and when I combine that with the other 10 end of beers, I get... One, one beer. beer, you fucking <laughs> puss bag. Um, but t- so Teddy Hart was literally raised in a gym, which is why he says he's not cut now, because he's like, I was always trying to run away from the gym, um, and so I'm not cut now. Uh, he didn't have a yard, so he hung out a lot with Stu Hart, which is clearly a bad idea. His major influences growing up, he claims, were like basically he was a child when Dynamite. Where his major influences were Benoit, Dynamite. Oh Davy Boy, Neidhart. Uh-oh. And then he was like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay, I get it. I get it. I know why you are the way you are. You were around six monsters who were just like, hey, when you're on the playground and you're attracted to a girl, take out your dick, piss on her, and then when they suspend you, come tell me, I'll beat up the principal. Yeah. Uh, if you pee on something, it's yours now. That's the animal rule. And if you j- and if you jizz on something, someone has to give you 10 bucks. All right. <laughs> he had a terrible childhood. I mean... Obviously, he's in the place where it's like Stu Hart's like, the mailman doesn't know how to shoot. I'm going to fuck him up. Yeah, this. Uh, Teddy, your grandmother doesn't know how to shoot. Watch this. And he just hits her. 
Yeah, you gotta be a shoot. <laughs> Come on, Helen, it's a shoot fight. <laughs> oh no, I'm so <laughs> It's a shoot with me, Helen. Uh, <laughs> his best friend committed suicide in 1998, and a couple of months later, uh, his uncle Owen died. And that's that's a bad thing. Also, at the age of 13, in the most um, Canadian in the early 90s thing ever, his brother dies of flesh eating disease. Which basically what happened was staph infection. Staph infection can get really, really bad. And if untreated, which his father didn't, uh, I guess, treat the staph infection correctly. Um, yeah, Teddy Hart can, claims that his dad was a really good dad. I base this behavior on it that not being true. I mean, yeah. I mean, certainly concern for your children would make you a good father, wouldn't it? Yeah, it um, would. The, he did not. But I mean, that. losing a kid for something... That no one is looking for. You, I don't know, man. I have a hard time. That's a really rough thing to go about. But also, it should mention that this is the reason why when Davy Boy had that really bad staph infection, that's his Teddy Hart's dad immediately recognized it and was like, "That's what killed my son." So, um, it's that. I mean, that's rough. Your best friend commits suicide um, two years after. Your brother died, and then your uncle dies. That'll fuck anyone up, let alone a guy whose emotional support is a. Uh, Listen, when you're grieving, it's important to it's important to keep your pants on when you pee. That way, you pee in your pants, <laughs> you throw the underwear out. No yeah, toilets. Yeah, Teddy. Here's the thing: you got to remember that uh, to get over death, you have to raise ten kittens and then eat them raw. You got to eat the kittens raw. <laughs> <laughs> they will claw at your throat and you have to continue to swallow. That's why I have this beautiful singing voice. <laughs> so, and that was 16, his brother, he was 16 when his brother died. He's 18 when, uh, obviously, Fred Sven commits suicide and Owen dies. And he had debuted at 15 in Rocky Ford, Alberta. Yeah, he claims, July by the way, 1995. for some strange reason, he claims that they were given this match. Uh, and uh, showcases for the um, WWF uh, because of his dad, his brother's death, and that it was always done as a tribute to a heart grandchild dying. Yes. Um, I don't know if that's true because you're not doing tribute. Uh, maybe the Hearts actually would do tribute matches two years after the kid died. Actually, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, they're not. The Hearts aren't as bad as Fritz von Erich, but it's like. They're in the they're in the minors and Fritz. Yeah, is yeah. I was gonna say you know? no, no. The only di the difference is is that Fritz is not like Fritz is professional in terms of exploiting his children. Yeah, Fritz would be like, "Come watch my kid overdose. I know I bought him the drugs live on pay per view." Yeah, well, the thing to remember is all you gotta do is just have a fucking. Uh, uh, you have to have a. Uh, you have to smoke twenty Camel cigarettes, and you also have to hate Kevin. <laughs> Why don't you just die, Kevin? Kevin Von Erich in that documentary was one of those haunting things ever, which was him kindly telling the fun story of when his dad pointed a gun at him and said, if you were really brave, you'd die. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. And that is why I guarantee why part of the reason why Teddy Hart and Kevin Von Erich self-medicate. But Kevin Von Erich just seems like he doesn't have the get up and go to be as big of a piece of shit as Teddy Hart is. Yeah, I don't even think Kevin Von Erich self-medicates. I think Kevin Von Erich is probably one of those guys who's like, never had a boner. Seems like too much pressure. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Having a boner, that seems pretty fucking weird to me. I mean, that's pretty like... 
He just seems like the ultimate stoner to me. Kevin Von Erich is like, Fritz was like, get up and go fight your brother. And he's like, in a second, man, I'm just fucking, I'm just fucking looking at something, man. Just leave me alone. Just let me lie down, man. So uh, in what would preclude the entire rest of his life, because it's really just rinse and repeat from literally 1995 until 2020. I mean, can we quickly discuss the story of him going to the WWF dojo for his tryout that he got signed? He claims, and this story makes no sense, he claimed he ate some squid at a sushi restaurant, nearly choked to death, and but he's really strong, so they gave him so much pain. Yeah, they had to give him four <laughs> rounds yeah. of anesthetic to relax his throat, and then he passed it, but then he had an empty stomach, so he took mushrooms on the flight and threw up. That's how he tells the story. Teddy Hart's a fucking asshole. Like, Teddy Hart... <laughs> Teddy Hart is definitely only tells hero stories about himself. But he's not good at he- telling hero stories. Like, all of his hero stories are, like, so badly, weirdly exact. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I was just hanging out at a jewelry store, and then I ended up uh, falling asleep during a robbery. I can sleep through anything. You're like, shut up. I woke up and then the robbers gave me a bunch of money because they saw how fucking jacked I was. Yeah, I woke up and the robbers just fucked me. <laughs> and they all turned into chicks. They shapeshifted. Yeah, that was the thing. I, my dick's so fucking big it can make dudes into guy, into girls, man. That's how I fucking do it. <laughs> That's how I fucking fucking. But yeah, it, this is all. all Any shoot interview, it, it, it just gets sidetracked completely because he's like, and then I hit CM Punk so hard. Uh, good on him because he got fucking rocked. I know that. But that's the other thing. Is Him like, explaining like, how CM Punk is. Uh... I mean, we're skipping ahead. I mean, it's only three years. His career peaks in 2003. He's 18 when he gets signed to the WWE. Um, by Bruce Pritchard, by most, and this is the most believable thing is he just got high and missed a bunch of stuff. So they eventually were like, "All right, uh, you're no, cut." No, I think you need to hear the story that he tells, which was he got high only one time because Dr. Tom Pritchard did it because he uh, at night he would rollerblade around towns. Already, this story sounds insane. He would rollerblade around towns, and he didn't like that. And then also they pranked him by throwing all of his bags out of a, out of a car into a river. And he didn't like that, and then they fired him. That's how we found out he was fired. He's like, got the old bag in the river trick. And I'm like, Teddy, you're you're combining a bunch of days, and also I don't think any of that happened. Yeah, but it's the classic thing where like Stu Hart has another kid. They figure, fuck it, another heart. We can do the easy storyline. This heart comes to try and avenge Brett being screwed over by Vince. It's an easy storyline. Clearly, they have... This is the other thing about the WWE is they just sign every single wrestler's kid just because they're like, they already have a preclusion to being good at this probably, so let's do it. And then he turned that into, I was the youngest guy to ever get signed and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, it's hard to really understand what this guy's going through because he's 19 hours of shoot interviews. He's like the honky-tonk man plus more drugs. And then you hear someone talk about it and it's like every like... Every YouTube video is like, the road dog lets loose on Teddy Hart. But really, he's like, yeah, I don't know. That guy's fucking crazy. It's like a nine-second clip. It's like, yeah, this guy's telling me about all uh, how he owns the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, even Jim Cornette's like, well, I just think that Teddy's nuts. And you're just like, whoa. Jim Cornette is like, yeah, man, that guy's got a lot of problems. And then, like, the next segment is he'd be like, how are you going to land a woman with both of them? They got a peener and a diener. And you're going to put them in the ring? Get out of here. I don't care if a woman's Muslim. I don't like her because she's a woman. 
<laughs> I'm old school. <laughs> yeah. I don't base my hate off of skin or religion. It's bits that you piss with. 9-11 is just people sorting things out. That's just men on men flying to planes. If I was a woman, it'd be bad. Oh, uh, yeah. Just so you understand what I'm saying here, 9-11, I believe still, was Vince McMahon filming a vignette yeah. for Muhammad Hassan. 9-11 was good, and it was done by Ole Anderson, so I didn't have to go to fucking New York. <laughs> <laughs> um... So Teddy Hart jumps around. The you would be very interesting, and this is completely hypothetical. I don't know hypothetical. This is completely skeptical Did you just on make my up point. A use of hypothetical. This is totally bingle bangle. Ooh, this is completely skeptical on my point. But I would love to know when Teddy Hart got involved with biker gangs because he's definitely just a guy who deals drugs for a biker gang who wrestles on the side, and just because of his last name, everyone's like. He's a heart. We better take him seriously. But no, this guy for sure is involved with a bunch of biker gangs just dealing drugs and then also wrestles. Like, that's clearly what it what is happening. I mean, my bigger question, and this is a big question, is... It is a big question. Um, well, how is it that Teddy Hart is just exactly the same as every headliner Dylan and I had to work with in the mid-2000s to early 2010s uh, in, can- in Canadian stand-up? He's like you and me, yeah. No, he was literally like everyone we worked with was basically Teddy Hart. They're the hero of every story. They can't figure out why it hasn't worked out. Their goals are like crazy unrealistic. Like, yeah, I still think I'm going to host The Tonight Show. What? (laughs) He does come across to me like a young old guy where it's like the old guys are the ones who have these, who have 300 shoot interviews um, because they get 50 bucks for a shoot interview. But he's like 40 years old, like... Brody Lee just passed away, and he was older than Teddy Hart, and Brody Lee was just completely the wrestler of now, where it's like, I had a wife and a family, and if someone uh, had a problem, I would assist them. Yeah. Which is like, you, you're a wrestler, but I'm also a normal, moral man, versus Teddy Hart just grew up around, <laughs> grew up in a flame, in a fire, so he thinks that wrestling is just the 80s. Where it's like, oh, I have a gimmick even when I'm, like, hanging out with my coworkers. I'm even on them. Yeah, he grew up around the Hart family and is a psychopath. But that being said, I think that's why people are so... We're getting off the timeline part, but I think that's why people love him so much is because he's what they want out of wrestling. People want authenticity out of wrestling. They don't want just, like, a guy who works out a lot but is normal. People also like the idea that he's an act, he's a scum he's a scumbag heart that will talk to them. That's the other thing. Yeah, he is a link to like Bret Hart. You're you're talking to a guy who knows your childhood essentially. But like, but the thing is, is no. But the thing is, is that we know Bret Hart. I guarantee is as fucked up as Teddy. Bret just keeps it. Qu- Bret's just saying all that shit to his wife. Well, Bret also like got enough money that he doesn't need to do all this shit and like the way bret hart takes stage and like no you know what it totally i mean bret just has more respect for wrestling and for everything than teddy hart does because uh, i mean we'll talk about this right now but so after of course uh he gets kicked out of the wwe or just like released and guarantee it's not like with any malice he um comes 2003 he wrestles for ring of honor and what happens is this is one of their highest selling DVDs ever is that he's in a scramble cage match. And can you explain to me what a scramble cage match is? Cause I tried to find an explanation online and it's a real, uh, a real 
broken telephone situation. It's a cage match where you can just do a bunch of high-flying shit. Like, this is the... 2003 is the advent of, like, WCW's closed. Um, We're not going to get any stars, so we literally have to build from the ground up a new type of wrestling and new stars. So here's a bunch of guys who could do a bunch of flips. Do you like flips? I really hope you like flips. I want to eat tonight. Yeah, they do love a fucking flip. And I do miss Ring of Honor of this time where it's just like, yeah, they're in a way they want to be wrestlers, but in another way, it looks like they're trying to kill themselves for your entertainment. <laughs> well, it's like Ring of Honor was literally um, a pedophile, which also <laughs> some fun stuff about Teddy Hart after about that. But um, a pedophile uh, funded a league of Paul Heyman's assistant, and everyone's 23. Let's have a party. Oh, yeah. I always fucking forget about the fucking classic. Because it wasn't Rob Feinstein, like, of RF video, and we just looked the other way? Rob Feinstein, yes. It was Rob Feinstein who created Ring of Honor, and Gabe Sapolsky was the booker. And Rob Feinstein of RF video, it turned out, loved the child pornography. He got caught, yes, and he got caught on a TV show. I think he got caught on To Catch a Predator. No! Yeah. Oh, how Teddy Hart. I mean, imagine if they caught Teddy <laughs> Hart on the show Cops. I guarantee he'd be like, let me do a flip, though. Like, the producers would be like, holy shit, we found ourselves a star. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, Teddy Hart, it'd be insane. It's insane that he hasn't been on the show Cops, but... November 1st, 2003, he does a bunch of moonsaults. If you haven't seen it, it's pretty good. Jim Cornette gives an amazing accounting of it, which is Teddy Hart goes off the cage, and it's Jim Cornette estimates a 15-foot cage. He does a giant moonsault, lands right on his feet, and you understand 15 feet doing a moonsault. Like, this guy feasibly could very much hurt himself. He does a moonsault a one corner. He goes to the second corner and does a moonsault, and by Cornette's admission... Cornette does a very good job of telling the story. So he says... The crowd's starting to get confused. They're like, when he does the first one, everyone's like, holy shit, that was awesome. And then the second one, they're like, yeah, you did it twice. And then he goes to the third corner and um, he does it again. And the crowd's starting to get confused. And the th- it, it had exhausted him so much that he vomits. <laughs> so he starts puking and he starts puking like all out to ringside, like at the fans. And then he realizes he's doing that. And this is also like the third match of the night. And he pukes in the ring. And now all the wrestlers are pissed because they literally have to wrestle in puke. And after puking, everyone figures, oh, he'll just get out of the ring. No, he goes to the fourth corner and does it again and still sticks the landing. But by that time, the wrestlers are so pissed off. And the fans are just like, this is fucking gross. Get out of the fucking ring. That he, of course... Just basically, they take his bags, throw it in the alley is what is proposed to have happened. Samojo is totally going to kick his ass. No, he's not. He did I mean, here's the thing that I will say about being around these guys is these guys have been punched in the head enough that they will fight you. Like, the one thing I will believe about Teddy Hart is Teddy Hart is a fucking lunatic and will be like... Um, He'll just fight somebody. Yeah, he'll just fight someone. Like, the amount of times he's like, oh, I know how to fight because I used to bring cats into nightclubs. Right there, I'm like, yeah, he's he's serious about fighting. <laughs> yeah, he's a guy from Alberta who hangs out with bikers. There's no way this guy doesn't 
think he can fight. Yeah, like, this, this guy, guy by can the fight. way, and also like his fa- he's clearly favorite drugs are marijuana and GHB. He just wants to sleep quietly. Like it's so sad. <laughs> he's just trying to quiet the noises that don't stop. Yeah, he's just trying to stop hearing this noise in his sleep. Yeah, like it's just you know what I mean. Like it's just like he just hears fucking like he. Teddy Hart was never molested. All that happened was he would just wake up and fucking um, uh, an old man would be like, they, they, they call this the Boston Crab in Boston, but in Calgary they call it the, you have to get out of it before you have breakfast. <laughs> there was a couple of us before he was molested where I clearly could see you were searching for something that wasn't exactly your first thought. I like that. Yeah, yeah. You, I got news for you. That's exactly it. Also, my phone is broken, so there's no way to silence it, and it keeps going off, but like exactly in the middle of me doing a classic riff. So it's just like I just am like that, and then it feels like someone else is buzzing in for a joke on the podcast, and it's and it's making me crazy. A classic le- wrestler review uh uh, piece of advice john piece of advice why don't you just get your phone fixed dumbass uh that was advice corner uh all right so teddy hart made several appearances with uh tna in august 2003 yeah he jo- debuted as part of team canada uh which, which is why he does the can- oh this was before this was before apologies this was before he did the moonsaults off of everything but like there's matches with him and juventud guerrera which right now is every like shoot interviews youtube interview youtube accounts dream where they would do a shoot interview about the match as the match was happening they would punch each other and then hooventude would be like then i did a flip and then teddy would be like hooventude offered me a gun (laughs) (laughs) just completely have completely different recollections Um, of course also by the way it should be also pointed out at this entire time teddy hart has a son who he quote-unquote does not see because he quote-unquote I was smoking marijuana, had had at least four girlfriends. That's not an influence for a kid. Why I like that story is, why are you a deadbeat dad? Uh, I'm too good at sex to be around a child. That's ex- that- <laughs> Yeah, that's the other thing is he's always like, I date five chicks at the same time, like a little kid. He, well, <laughs> I have nine is, girlfriends. Is that Teddy, Hart, okay. Teddy Hart did not go to school. Or pay attention. So there's certain things that he thinks is really impressive. There's certain numbers he's fixated on from head injuries, I believe. Like he's obsessed with the number 13 because, like, that's when his brother died at something else. Um, He's obsessed with clearly the number four. He's obsessed. Yeah, he always says he has four girlfriends all the time. Like it's so fascinating. It's uh, but yet five lines of goatee hair uh, under his chin. Weirdly obsessed with like old school being treated professionally as a wrestler. Like he loves a just fighting with a weird independent promoter because it's like you didn't get my hotel room on time. You didn't book it under my. Sh- you booked it under my work name, my, my shoot name. Do you think I'm a jobber? And they're like, what? You told us that was your. You're. I'm not a jobber. And it's just like, oh my god, shut the fuck up. Yeah, it's really, and he'll like refuse to do jobs, which is such a weird thing for 2020. Where it's, like, I mean, that is the problem where a lot of people aren't like, why would my character do this? They're just like, all right, well, I guess I just, I guess I just lose to uh, Fandango, which I understand. Like, obviously, people should be more protective and of their characters, blah 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 blah. But like, when you're Teddy Hart, and it's like, what's what's the motivation behind my character jobbing at this high school gym? Uh, that you want a hundred bucks? Mm. Very interesting. I'll have to take that back to my hotel room and then go. Yeah, it. I'll have to go buy my. I'll have to go find my cat Coffee and pet him. Wait, what? Oh, I brought a cat. I just love the idea that he brings cats to nightclubs. That just really makes my fucking day. So this is the end of basically 
Teddy Hart's really serious career at the top of wrestling. Because and by top, I mean at the near bottom. And by top, it means I think if Dylan and I committed ourselves, we could get to where Teddy Hart got to. I mean, no. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's actually... For all the things that he's done, he is actually very athletic, but he was one of those dudes, if you were a super dork, committed virgin in 2003. He was one of those guys, because there's indie guys you always have, there's like four names, or there was until recently, until like wrestling kind of opened up, and now there's kind of weirdly, it's like the territories again, but there was these like four names, and it was like uh, Samojo, CM Punk, Teddy Hart. And he was like one of the dudes where it's like, oh, Teddy Hart's amazing. He's going to be amazing. Paul London's great. Paul London, of course, went on to good things because he knew how to like be quiet and smoke weed in silence, whereas Teddy Hart would smoke weed, but like in a tank that he had bought somehow. <laughs> yeah. so Teddy Hart would somehow smoke weed in whatever situation would be the. He somehow he has been known to head into a premature natal ward and just smoke a bong. How would you get in here, Teddy? Yeah. Uh, man, you know the, the acoustics are really good for thinking. I just wanted to hurt. <laughs> I just wanted to hurt babies. But I didn't want to punch him. I'm going to say this right now. It feels so good not to be talking about Vince McMahon. And I, by the way, <laughs> I know where this episode's headed. And it's headed to what I like to call a dark place or what Dylan likes to call oh, yeah. his place. I call it Monday. <laughs> That's why I don't like Mondays. Dylan's, of course, using it in the Boston term for Mondays, which means black people, which is quietly the most racist thing possible. And you'd think naming a black person after a weekday would be a a British thing, but no. The people of Massachusetts beat them to it. That's John John's website called RacistTermsIMadeUp.com. So if you guys want to, a lot of the Patreon money goes into promoting that. It's a charity. It's .org, you fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sorry. It's .org. Not for profit. Yeah, it's not for profit. Uh, It's just for... it's just for knowledge. I'm educating the whites. <laughs> what are we doing? Jeez. So <laughs> this is the last thing. This is where like he does the fucking scramble cage thing, and it's like you can be weird once. Honestly, in wrestling, it, it oddly it's good to be super weird and disruptive one time in your it's career. Exactly like stand-up get- it's exactly like stand up comedy. It's exactly like stand up. Like we have a friend who was real sketchy and weird, and he pulled the nose up at the exact right time. Yeah, but then you have the like. Oh, this guy's crazy. It's fun to hang out with him, but he's safe now. And Teddy Hart has never been safe. So here's what happens. CM Punk goes, I'm going to fucking fight that guy. And I will say this. This is the only good thing I'll say about Teddy Hart is that Teddy Hart does the thing that people who actually fight people do, which is CM Punk walks around saying, next time I see that guy, I'm going to fight him. And then Teddy Hart sees him first, and you better believe he just fucking knocks him out. (laughs) (laughs) He knocks him out. Um, Sabu's accounting is that it was pretty even, so I guarantee it was just like, you know, two guys having a donkey fight where one, if Teddy Hart hit him, knocked him down, they kind of rolled around like Bugs Bunny, and then Sabu broke it up, and that seems to be where it begins and ends. But it's like, you can't be like, okay, we're going to fight, is there a referee? Okay. Is your corner man here? Are your, do your friends have enough to drink to watch the fight? No, you just fucking hit someone in the face and then the fight's begun. And that's what Teddy Hart does. They roll around. CM Punk, obviously the good decision by Ring of Honor. Be like, hey, this guy is our commentator and our main eventer <laughs> and the best wrestler and the best on the interviews. Uh, maybe we should pick this guy, that guy 
over the guy who's uh, stealing knives from the arena to do hot knives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who are we going to pick? Who said we're going to pick on the professional sober man who just apologized for her behavior or the guy who just tried to get 50 bucks from a fan during his match? Yeah. And when you also, I guess when you factor in the fact that Teddy Hart was probably ripped on a bunch of like weird prescription pills they outlawed in the 70s. Yeah. 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 And CM Punk is sober as a judge. I guess Teddy Hart really did kick the shit out of him. Yeah. It's also, I mean, you do, but it's also, you have to factor in the fact that CM Punk was caught off by surprise. Also, that I do, and you make a great point, and this is also, this is this is classic John and Dylan were, beat, uh, were bullied in high school moves, which is like, oh, you can tell who a fighter is, because not a fighter will be like, we're going to fight. A guy who's going to punch you, if it's just like, I'm going to put, and then you're punched in the face. Yeah, you just fucking... You just fucking start fighting. That's unfortunately there's no refs in the street. Yeah. Anybody who watched World Star Hip Hop uh, compilations knows. Oh, I still do. There is still the best one ever. Is this a guy fucking chirping this fucking super fat guy? It's clearly in Bed Stuy, and this guy is just like fucking dancing. He, he go, you're a tubby, you're a tubby, 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 and he just is like dancing and being an ass, and he doesn't realize that the guy has just done a full circle is behind him and whacks him in the back of the head. He falls onto the hood of a car, lays on the ground, keeps walking, and then you just hear a lady's voice just go, you a buster. <laughs> <laughs> no, the best one is the guy on the stoop gets sucker punched, and then oh, that one's very the good. guy gets sucker punched, and then the guy who gets sucker punched immediately just whips his dick out. <laughs> and then the other guy who just punched him is like, what are you doing? And he tries to like punch him again, but while not punching him, and then the guy with his dick out eventually gets his faculties and chases him down the street. You guessed it. With his fucking dick <laughs> yeah, out. I fucking hope. And on that, we're going to have a break, and then we're going to talk about the next 17 years of Teddy Hart's life, which could be uh, characterized with the, summarized really in nine seconds with the phrase, indies and weird crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, welcome to Mexico, welcome to jail. Because there's nothing to talk about for wrestling. There's no character development. It's like, you. what happens is he genuinely probably gets, like... He smokes so much weed that he starts thinking really bad ideas for his wrestling gear are good ideas. And that'll be after the break. Yeah, stick around for a guy who wears pajamas weirdly. Oh, hi, everyone. I think you're all wondering, does Dylan use condoms? No. And that's why you need to donate to Patreon, because he has a lot of children his wife doesn't know about. I am the king. I coined the phrase risky cream pie. <laughs> and you need to give to Patreon to help my maybe there's a baby fund. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to do that, uh, you're a fucking loser. But if you're still a fucking loser and you're okay with that, rate us on iTunes. It does help with the algorithms for old fucking uh, Steve Slobs' goddamn Apple things. So rate us on iTunes, rate us on SoundCloud, rate us in real life, 1 to 10. Here's a hint, we're both 10s. Oh my god, we're back from goddamn break. What a fucking break it was. Oh yeah, I broke I broke it off in Dylan's ass. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, we had cyber sex. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking crazy. Dylan's takes off pants. Yeah, removes shirt sensually. <laughs> Shirts stuck. Now put shirt in ass. <laughs> Shove cotton up butt. Lick on nip. <laughs> a guy who invented cybersex, Teddy Hart. Oh the, yeah, let's go to Mexico and kill some ladies, Dylan. Time to oh, take GHB. We're not yet. We're not yet in Mexico because we're still giving 
getting a chance from Major League Wrestling, which was Court Bauer, ex-WWE writer. If you listen to wrestling podcasts, I'm sure you're familiar with the MLW radio network. Court Bauer started uh, where Conan has a show where Conan asks weird questions like, bro, have you ever really even tried a grape? And then (laughs) Court Bauer has a bunch of shows where he goes, actually, I was a consultant on Ally McBeal too, or whatever, like weird. He's one of those guys who probably makes his entire living off just getting those straight to Netflix movies where it's like, Chris O'Donnell is the jizzler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no, Court Bauer's clearly a guy who he's collecting royalties after of a lot of like movies released in Thailand starring David Boreanaz. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I directed four Filipino commercials, like one of those guys. But of course, this is the New Heart Foundation, which is Teddy Hart, Davy Boy Smith Jr., Jack Evans, and TJ Wilson, also known as Tyson Kidd. I think one of the weird things is Teddy Hart also just kind of drowned Jack Evans's career as well. Yeah, I can't remember who this guy was. It was brought up a lot in the research. Who is Jack Evans and what the hell? Jack Evans is, he, right now he's in AEW as half of the hybrid two. He's like a super, super smooth high flyer. He's just, I remember around the time John Cena got really popular jack evans is basically doing the same gimmick but just like he can't like john cena could obviously talk and jack evans just was the first guy at least i ever saw do a standing 450 like he's that athletic and that talented and had that like weird rob van dam charisma where it's like oh this guy's ripped like just wasted but off of a fun drug and he seems to be having a good time it was honestly, he's small Rob Van Dam is the best way to describe it. Plus Sick. way more flips. And he did, I think it was a CZW cage of death where he did like, he did like a fucking, he just jumped off the cage and everyone missed him and he just landed on his head. And it, look, like, it just looks like a man died, but no, he still walks around somehow. That's tight. Yeah. But Jack Evans was definitely, I mean, he ends up living in Mexico and just doing lucha professionally. So... I mean, to say his career didn't work out isn't really fair. I mean, he owns a house in Mexico. They did a really funny cribs with him where it's like he's just like an indie wrestler. So they're like, here's my cribs. Here's my decent house. And uh, yeah, I own a Yaris. Um, And also he uh, doesn't he also own a house in Philadelphia where he wants wrestlers to come train. He's also like a super weird guy. He sleeps on planes by like kneeling. What? He kneels at his seat and like <laughs> that's tight, puts man. his head forward, which and then someone was talking about how smart that is. I think that was like they are wrestling. And then I watched him do it on YouTube and I was like, that looks terrible. <laughs> that looks so bad. You don't have any room for your bag anymore. But anyway, so they do the new heart foundation um, and more like the poo heart Fart Foundation. There you go. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. I'm going to be, I'm going to use the, I'm going to go fight the guy now. <laughs> he does a, he works for Jersey All Pro Wrestling, um, wrestling all, and very much like the mid 2000s indie people, like Necro Butcher, Homicide, Low Key. And it's weird to like, he, I mean, obviously I'm 35 now, as is John, and it's like, I remember this like it was yesterday and like these were like the the hot 
new young guys and it's now it's like oh teddy hart's a guy who wears custom velvet pajamas all the time if you ever reveal my age again on the program i will never work with you again john's 25 thank you 25 again oh no 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 it's my birthday every five years Uh, (laughs) 2005 he does some dark matches with wwe where he actually cooperates and there's a match where he does against the Bashams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got that weird fucking gear on. Yeah, he does a match against the Bashams, but don't worry. He teddy hearts it up by full on just hiding some weed in Vince McMahon's business papers. <laughs> yeah, halfway through the match with the Bashams, he just puts a knife to one of the Bashams' throat and he goes, any fucking time I want, man, I'll fucking kill you. And then does a job still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he interrupts the production meeting by just asking Vince if he'd ever seen the show Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Trevor was based on me. <laughs> but, like, most of the character would be he fucks a lot and has, like, fucking sick arms. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Vince. Hey, Vince. Your, your wife or sister want to earn some money being an escort in Alberta? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll get to that part. Oh, that part's real. That part, by the way, he's not he's not the first person I've heard of having that job. Another person is a certain noted gravelly voiced yuck yucks headliner. <laughs> so he's I mean, he's in Ohio Valley. He gets bound to FCW. Basically, they're seeing if this guy can swallow it for a bit. And he does for a while. He's normal because he knows what's at stake, which is hundreds of thousands of dollars. But he gets released um, on apparently October 11th. And that would be 2006. Yeah. Or no, so, sorry, 2005. Because he's small. Like, I mean, this is the other thing where it's like, for a guy like Teddy Hart, it's almost better to have failed because then you don't have to face what your actual ceiling was, which is you're a small guy and this was the WWF in 2006. The most they would ever do is make you a member of the Spirit Squad, and then Triple H would be like, "This guy is a really small dick on TV." Yeah, the the thing, uh, the thing uh, with the Spirit Squad. Uh, I don't know where the, this Triple H impression is bad. Let me try it again. There you go. All right. The the thing with Teddy Hart's penis uh, is that I'm better at flips, uh, and then Teddy Hart just stabs one of Triple H's dar- daughters. <laughs> 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 Don't you fucking insult my flip, Paul. Hey, Paul, don't do that. You know my fucking cock so hard, Paul, you fuck. (laughs) Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, Paul. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Listen, Paul. Why don't you fuck? I'll fucking fucking kill your fucking Christian fucking pussy friend, too. How about that, huh? Hey, Paul, don't you fucking think I don't fucking go to to HBK's house sometimes and just hang out while him and his wife are sleeping? (laughs) Is that classic Canadian... Like scumbag oh, too, because so there's a certain it's amount so of energy that American scumbags have, and Canadians are still low energy, but just they slowly bring you into how much of a scumbag they're. Yeah, it's the best. So eventually, he goes out and he's just doing a bunch of fucking indies. Yeah, wouldn't you? He's still he's still teaming with Jack Evans, and he gets a break, um, doing Wrestling Society X, which uh, filmed. 2006 but started in 2007 and he really does fit wrestling society x which is super i mean they just kind of do this is back when also when mtv still made things this is the very end of them doing that this is the yes 
So, but I mean, it fit perfectly fits. It's a young guy just doing crazy shit, and a guy who will, who will just do random things as well. They want him to be the ODB of wrestling, but the thing was, ODB of course died of a drug overdose, and Teddy Hart doesn't like the drugs that'll make you overdose from. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. will say that about him. He is going to live and make people's lives worse. Yeah, that's the. Uh, I, I'll give that. To t- I've give. I'll say this about Teddy Hart. I've said it before about Teddy Hart, and I'm going to say it again. Um, he wants to live to torture more people. <laughs> <laughs> he lives mocking the idea that there is a god. Uh, he's in a team called the Filth and the Fury with Matt Cross, which consisted of Matt Cross trying to wrestle a match and Teddy Hart trying to sell the referee cigarettes. Yes, exactly. Yeah, most of the time, like most of the. Uh, most of Teddy Hart matches at this time are just him having, he's holding a full plastic bag of uh, reservation cigarettes that he's just trying to give to children. And they're like, what, is, what do you think wrestling is at this point, Teddy? Uh, I remember when Dynamite did this to me. <laughs> but I mean, for all the things they've said, like Samojo was totally going to kick his ass and he fought CM Punk. This is the thing about wrestling where it's like the community must be very small because it is like kind of on the indies especially in the mid 2000s and late 2000s at this point the community is just like the same probably 40 50 people wrestling each other over and over again so like even though samojo totally wanted to beat the shit out of him they tag and wrestle each other a ton more yeah i also think that the important thing to remember at the indies at this time period is it's also it's this very brief window of they've kind of all been brain drained by the wwe so it's also like a lot of indies are either really green guys or it's like not only are these guys can they not work like not only these guys can still go but like do not do anything with them they are very bad people like do you know what i mean like this is the interesting thing about wrestling is that there's these moments and catch mo- like these sort of like catchment areas of time where like the only people with talent are also like active criminals. That's I. It sounds awful to say, but it's like I would like. It's kind of like when when Cornette talked about, which we'll talk about later, that which happened recently. Teddy Hart, the guy threatening Teddy Hart with a gun, and he basically says Cornette watches the video, which is now insane because there's a gun involved. But Cornette watches it and is like, "Yeah, it's, people used to do this all the time. Like they would." people would show up with guns to the diner we knew we ate at afterwards and threaten the heels i mean there's not there was a a rib that had a name called mabel which was you would get a lady to sleep with a wrestler and then just have a guy show up and scare them like with a gun and all but they said the only time it backfired was the spoiler don jardine got out of bed naked and then tried to beat the guy up (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm like that guy's guy's fucking cool that guy's fucking cool as shit now i've spoiled you (laughs) and then also the spoiler would just be like i'm now i'm gonna take all the milk out of this fridge overnight (laughs) ha 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 no milk stand over here i'm gonna stand on this dresser and hold your arm and then come down on your shoulder (laughs) <laughs> your arm is literally useless now yeah you're knocked out because i hit you in the shoulder <laughs> i hit you so, i punched you so hard in the arm it reverberated to your skull and now you're dead yeah uh so he goes to triple a um does teddy hart and he becomes a great heel uh, mostly because he is actively trying to take over the cocaine trade in mexico yeah, 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 yeah. He's pretty he's great. Trying to uproot the police. 
He's bribed a bunch of cops. Yeah, he and, has, and how has he really bribed him, Dylan? That's right. Kitten teeth and little claws. <laughs> yeah. You would really help me get over in Mexico was when uh, I would pick a random person from the crowd and shoot their child in the middle of the ring. It's a good gimmick. Shoot with a gun or shoot like in wrestling? I don't actually know which one. <laughs> Both. I'd take a double leg and then I would, of course, uh, shoot them with a gun. But he's doing really well in Mexico, and every single time, this is rinse and repeat, every single time he he does the thing that little kids do, which is he's nice until he gets what he wants, and once he has what he wants, he feels like he has the upper hand on you, and then he just shows up high and doesn't really do what you want until they're like, all right, you're fired now. It's so tight. It is very tight. And for the last 10 years, honestly, he's just been working indies, and it's not even like... Indies are weird because it's not even like territories where it's like, okay, well, here's the angle they did in this territory. It's just like really standalone matches. Where it's like, oh, and then I did a bunch of flips against Biff Busick. And then I did a bunch of flips against Low Key. And then I, you know. But he's been working in Mexico off and on. He, of course, got another chance with um, MLW recently. And then he, at, there, there's. He either was fired or asked for his own release, but he was the NMLW champion for a while, which is crazy. But he is, in a weird way, that type of wrestling star where he does have his own gimmick that everyone knows now. And his own gimmick is, I have custom velvet pajamas and I have a Persian cat on me at all times. Yeah, his his weird obsession with pajamas in the last 10 years is a real delight for me personally. I find it fast. Like he and he'll bring up he's just like he apparently spent all of his WWE money until his dad took control of the finances on clothes and weed. Which is just you're like, "What the <laughs> fuck are you buying, man?" Although that said, I have friends where I'm like, I know people that would 100% do that like a mutual friend of ours was like helping me maybe buy some furniture and some of his suggestions like he said he's like all right to furnish an apartment you're gonna have to definitely spend between like three and five grand and i was like guess again my friend that's but that's uh not to get sidetracked but that is part of like this generation that uh <laughs> some people are like oh i have ten thousand dollars right now like oh shit you have ten thousand dollars liquid well credit ten thousand dollars it's like Oh, that's not how money works, man. You're never, uh, yeah. you're never even gonna own a bicycle, are you, you, dumb piece of shit? Yeah. What are you, a fucking European? Only Europeans there think you about go. shit that way. There you go. Thank God. Don't uh, don't gel your hair. It makes <laughs> you look like a goddamn Greek. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Dylan. What is this fucking? Thank finally. Yeah. Uh, there ain't no fucking olives in my hand, so I guess I ain't in fucking Athens. You goddamn idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, by his own words, which I don't really trust teddy hart has had his own promotion for a while in canada um which he claims to have brought people in sure why not he was he's been in this is now the section that everyone probably wants to hear mostly which is i titled creepy stories mm. he's been arrested five times yeah, in both virginia and texas in the year 2020 while a pandemic's going around and then i was like what about lockdown? Yeah. <laughs> and I can't believe I thought that for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Teddy Hart hasn't been obeying COVID protocols? Pearls. My pearls. I guarantee uh, Teddy Hart hears about COVID in the next six months. Like, he has yet to actually hear about what <laughs> coronavirus is. Wait, what's going on? Buddy, what? Is that a, is that a gimmick? Is that a... Is that a 
You like a sweet, fresh, cold Corona, one of them morning beers? <laughs> COVID-19. Okay, so you start drinking... Yeah, COVID-19, so it's like a girl named Corona that's not been hot for three years. <laughs> there you go, buddy. There you go. Get into it. Yeah, just a little classic Dylan Gott joke there. <laughs> no. Uh, rested five times in 2020, but we are skipping ahead because... And now this is all poorly researched, I will say. Christopher Hobson is not doing the episode this week because he is working on the very extremely unauthorized we might even say <laughs> fictional just to avoid a lawsuit book on vince mcmahon of just research we've compiled over the year but in 2016 thereabouts his ex-girlfriend who was a wrestler at the time samantha fiddler uh disappeared she of course to make the story much sadder we should have done this at the end uh has three children Three young children at the time. Uh, of course, Teddy Hart denies any involvement. She has been gone since 2016. There are hopes she's just hiding, but she is gone. And there was a Reddit user who, I forget how I found the post, but just basically made a very long list of weird things Teddy Hart had said about relating to the case, but not relating to the case, because he's always ripped and uh, <laughs> trying to apply what has happened to Samantha Fiddler. No one knows what has happened to Samantha Fiddler, but they were dating, and then she's gone, and Teddy Hart never goes. That's sad. He just keeps talking about cats or weed or being a creep. Yeah, yeah of course. TJ Wilson, him and, and him totally could have won the tag titles. Yeah, you know, Tyson Kidd's probably the nicest guy I've ever met. Um, Mr. Hart, we're interviewing you about your girlfriend who's disappeared. Yeah, okay. Here's another thing about girls. I always have at least four of them. Yeah, you keep saying that, and yet there are no women here. And based on the smell, they've never been here. It, I don't do it indoors, actually. I'm an outdoor fucker. <laughs> <laughs> so Teddy Hart wants to slap slapped a uh, disabled man. And this is direct quote. He sl- wait a minute. He slapped you. <laughs> no, I'm not. No, how dare you? Actually, you know what? It's fine. I was facing seven to ten years in jail for assault on an elderly child or handicap and a DUI. He said the guy that Teddy was sharing an apartment with was disabled. Teddy claims that the guy was lying about his disability. <laughs> Teddy says that the guy started a fire at 4 a.m. and the smoke detector went off, so Teddy slapped him across the face. There's a lot of Teddy Hart interviews where he uh, just talks about being mentally handicapped, uh, talks about people being many ha- mentally handicapped, and laughs, but also was like, oh, I was in the psych ward, too. Yeah, well, that's the thing with it. Teddy Hart stories. He's like, man, I know a bunch of fucking hardened criminals. How? I met them in jail where I was as well. <laughs> like You're like, oh, yeah, that's right. You're a fucking weirdo. Yeah, of course. He, of course, for a short time, or maybe he is, this might be true, that he uh, basically had an escort agency. And oh, this is my best. Yes, his job. He And claimed he was like, I like it better. I make $800 instead of $200 a night. And I knocked twice to make sure the girls are okay. He also claimed that uh, pr- um, escort agencies are legal in the province of Alberta, which I do not think is true. And that his girlfriend's mother was helping him run it, which I'm also like, that I 100% believe because I have been to Alberta and it is a place where it's like, oh, the boundaries between uh, parent and adult are broken in this part of the world. <laughs> okay, a friend of Dylan and I's did cocaine with a family in that province and i was a hundred percent not surprised 
And he described the moment where the daughter yelled at the mom for not giving her smokes quick enough. And the mom just went, I will always give you smokes. And I <laughs> am haunted by that story. <laughs> it's <laughs> it is a very haunting story. So this is uh, Matthew Brown alleges that uh, there is a porn studio run out of the Team Vision Dojo. Oh, this is really good. In. No, it's not. This is this is also haunting. Unlicensed, oh no, sadistic chloroform videos that he sold to overseas customers. So use your imagination. Teddy Hart was allegedly a performer in these videos under the name of Teddy this Trouble. Is terrifying, Teddy Trouble. And right now you can find uh, Teddy Trouble clips on a video, or sorry, videos on a site called Clips for Sale. Oh, that's trouble. Yeah, that was just oh, that was a fart of tension. Um, the chloroform aspect of it is so fucked up. Also, wouldn't you change? Hey, oh, you mean they they chloroform people and then Teddy Hart has sex with them? Wouldn't you also change your first name as well? Or just not put your fucking face on it? Maybe just don't do that. I, I mean, that would be me. Yeah, maybe just <laughs> maybe, maybe just, just go the whole way and don't do it. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go, Dylan. I'm going out on a limb here. Maybe don't do it. But it's it's such a classic thing that a guy is so crazy and does so many silly things to then get you to not focus on the fact that this girl's been missing for four years and also... Um, oh, also, he was accused of uh, sexual assault by two different women. That case was thrown out. Um, I, know, I know none of the evidence of that case. He did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, he has that goatee. It's like, I don't need any... The case is over. He's clearly involved with the mob. He breeds Persian cats. He has 40 Persian cats on at all times. There's like a four-minute teaser trailer for a quote-unquote reality show. Oh, he yeah. He also tapes everything that happens in his house, and then it's like... Supposed to be a comedy, and clearly it was prepared by a man who doesn't know what comedy is. Yeah, it was just like, he was like, here you go, it's funny. And then it was just a snuff video with Teddy Hart flexing. And then <laughs> you're like, we have to report you to the uh, to the authorities now. And he's like, okay, the authority of like uh, CBS, because uh, I think this is a million dollar show. Oh, and then he says during the Best Friends, there's so many f crazy parts during the Best Friends interview where they want, they clearly want this to be like a fun interview with a kooky guy. But then he goes, he says, um, these two women accused me of rape it got thrown out jokes on them this show went from a two hundred thousand dollar show to a two million dollar show with all this free publicity see this isn't as fun as you wanted it to be john no it's everyone not. wanted this to be just like a kooky story but it's like it's just a criminal who's actively uh, getting away. it's like all of wrestling yeah it's all of wrestling welcome to wrestling fuck you this is what won your fucking little poll you little fucks you fucking idiots. I can't wait till next week when we talk about Buff Bagwell and it's revealed that he did 9-11. <laughs> so Teddy Hart, apparently, he went to jail at one point in the mid-2000s and immediately just started doing, just did a handstand and just started doing push-ups. And he's like, and then they moved me to the psych ward. <laughs> so, and uh, he would lead the... He would lead the exercises every day, and he claims that WWE got him out of jail because they claimed they could get him psychiatric help, and he showed up, and he had a limo. Dan Spivey was in the limo with him, and he got transferred to rehab with Scott Hall, and Scott Hall was quoted as saying, this guy is weird. 
I mean, I don't know what to believe in that story, but my favorite detail is and makes it brings it back to what I wanted this episode to be about fun race wrestling goofy fun. Why is Dan Spivey there? Like what a weird addition to that story. I think Dan Spivey's just the dude they got to do weird stuff where it's like, we'll give you fifty grand a year if every time someone we don't want to talk to ever has to get help because we now like Vince McMahon is forced to be kind of nice to his wrestlers. Yeah. But it's also, it's a, it's also like Vince has to be really nice to the wrestlers, Dan. So you're going to get 90 grand a year, but Vince McMahon is just going to full on berate you anytime he wants. He's like, what do you mean berate? I mean, I mean berate strap in baby. I guarantee Vince McMahon is smart enough to at least do this where he has people. He has some people that have his number and it's actually his number. And then some people who, you know, I talk about how they text with Vince every once in a while. Guaranteed that's just someone who Vince McMahon pays to have a yeah, fake that's, number. And that's Bruce Pritchard's wife. Oh, hi, I'm Vince McMahon. It is you, Vince. We're going to talk about getting the new heart foundation back. Okay, Teddy, that's fine. I just did protein powder and I don't like my son. Well, this sounds like Vince to me. Story checks out. You're definitely Vince. I am. So we get into the more fun part. So chloroform uh, allegations of being involved in chloroform porn, uh, allegations of maybe murdering his wife, um, sexual multiple sexual assault allegations. Also, the interview, uh, one of those arrests in 2020 was for just straight up choking a woman uh, who he was dating, just double hand choking her. So that's that's bad stuff. Um, John, how could you how could you make it worse? Ooh. I mean, the chloroform porn is pretty is a pretty good way to make it pretty bad. Like that's I, pretty bad, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or uh, boo, you could just uh, maybe hang out outside of your alleged friend's house, and his uh, and the that lady's boyfriend will pull a gun on you and use your full name to get you to go away, and you'll somehow just get into a discussion about it in the weirdest video that I've ever listened to in my life. Oh, I wasn't even referring to that, but yes, talk about that. I mean, as I can understand, the incident goes like this. Teddy Hart's just scoping out some broads, in his words. And then a man is like, why is a man in velour pajamas and a chunky uh, necklace just outside of her house? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, wait, I know that guy. Hey, can you leave? No, bro. And then they have, yes, she. you have to try and kill him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that happens, definitely. Um, that video is online, Teddy Hart gun incident. You can look that one up. But I was more talking about where Teddy Hart says this. This is a direct quote. After the whole thing went down with Rob Feinstein, which was, you know. Child porn. He was talking to, <laughs> he was talking, caught talking to children online. Um, Teddy Hart said he didn't care about that and that the negatives outweigh or positives outweighed the negatives of what he had done and gave Rob Feinstein a bunch of money. And just kind of had Rob Feinstein working for him in some capacity for a period of time. But he does like here's the, I'm gonna say this, Teddy. It's also it's not um, it's not like Teddy Hart's a millionaire by the way. Like where's all this Teddy Hart money coming from? I mean, I do believe that he's just a very. There's a story that Jack Evans tells on a podcast where Teddy Hart just basically goes, "Hey, um, when you next time you go to Mexico, use this car and don't look in the trunk." <laughs> And then Jack Evans, and then he just gave Jack Evans like a large sum of money that I can't remember to drive to Mexico in this car. He, of course, gets across the border, looks in the trunk, and it's just like the car was weed and the trunk was weed. Like, it's like he's just, uh, he's, I mean, this is all, of course, hearsay, like everything on this fucking podcast, but I, like, I do believe he just works with the mafia. 
He's just in a biker gang and he deals weed. I guarantee he, helps. he doesn't work. And it with. helps that he has the and he helps that he can that he basically has indie shows everywhere, so he just goes everywhere transporting and picking up. I feel like he doesn't work with. I don't feel he works with the mafia. He works for. You're not at w- Oh yeah, for, no, he works for for sure. But it's like he. All right, so there's a video. Um, this best friends thing I've talked about many times, but like he just starts showing them a video of his birthday party, and then he keeps going. Uh, I can't show it to the camera, but like tell everyone what's happening. And then Trent Beretta goes, "Oh, he has like sixty thousand dollars in money, just counting it in front of the screen." Like what? Like, but again, it's also like the man's in his fucking forties. Just started his forties, fortieth birthday was probably not long ago yeah the man's in his 40s he's coming he's a scummy guy from alberta yeah it's the best in the worst way possible no it's the best i'm not taking out the part where you say in the worst way possible because this guy's got some sexual crime <laughs> yeah no. uh, it doesn't matter what that pedophile did i like moon sauce <laughs> <laughs> i mean welcome to uh, by the way welcome to wrestling fans i guarantee there's a portion of the audience that's like enough about the negatives let's talk more about the time he vomited and people had to fight in his vomit but the thing is, like, even after this thing where he's like, I gave money to a pedophile, um, after that, and he wears knee pads, Teddy Hart does at all times, just in case he needs to double leg someone, which is probably the only thing that him, he, Stu Hart truly passed down to him. Yeah, just always be ready to double leg a bitch? Literally. He wears knee pads all the time. J-I-C, he needs to fucking double leg somebody. And I guess the last thing I'd like to say is that uh, he talked to Benoit, right? This is right before he murdered somebody, and he claimed, and he claims that Benoit complained to him about jobbing to CM Punk for the ECW title. So, that's that's fucking cool. So that's why it happened. I mean, Jesus fucking Christ! I told you this wasn't going to be fun. I John. know. I really tried to keep. I it said fun. it wasn't fun, and you said no. It'll be fun. <sighs> John, you know, John Wayne Gacy, actually, he uh, he wasn't that good at basketball. Is that true? He wasn't that good at basketball? I thought he was pretty good. But that's how, <laughs> that's how it feels to talk about these wrestler guys where it's like he's got all these goofy stories, but then it's like, for the most part, he's maybe involved in some terrible things. Now, they could all be lies, but they're, it, that's a lot of lies. Yeah, I don't know. It's so fucked up. John's sad again. I've done my job. I am sad so sad <laughs> but don't worry he's got goofy finishing moves he, he does flips life is he's hell a goofy guy. look at him look at his little flips and why did he flip oh to avoid the cops and give more money to seven pedophiles he found in the audience oh i didn't realize he was dylan <laughs> oh wait she was 14 good then oh dylan's doing an impression of himself again <laughs> that was on that's teddy hart's new t-shirt that was his exact slogan oh she's 14 I like that, Teddy Hart. And everyone's like, could we book you for your show, Teddy? <laughs> he wears pajamas all the time, his own pajamas. He raises cats. Uh, there's some pretty fucking like, videos where he just picks cats up by the legs and makes them eat. And he, for sure, once again, as John said, thought that was a comedy thing. But then people watching it was like, this is clearly animal abuse. Yeah, like, I mean, it was like best and worst of Teddy Hart, here's the best thing. Um, some of those cats, some cats never existed to be owned by Teddy Hart. Worst thing, all the sex crimes. They're like, like again, it's, but it's also one of those things where my God, the Hart family is fucked up. Like, but he's their piece to resist on. I would say, I know I'm going to say, but I know, but cause I, I want to point out there's a bunch that we don't know about the ones we don't know about. Those are the ones I'm like, 
Because Teddy at least is stupid enough. Like he he has to talk in public, so there's some stuff he, like yeah, he's doing chloroform porn. But I'm really scared about like, what about the heart? Like the Bret Hart kids we don't know about. Like they're the ones that are just like, I work at a, I'm I'm a human resources at an oil company, and also every day I fucking cut my own thighs with the the tooth of a kitten. Like it's just like those are the ones that I guarantee are real fucked up. Yeah, there is some good Bret Hart interviews where they're like, do you think Teddy could have been? Um could have been successful and he's like yeah but he's nuts <laughs> yeah, like, it's so good yeah but that's everyone says he's like he could have been he was athletic and he's charismatic but he's charismatic because he's mentally ill and he's athletic and he's mentally ill yeah that's the funny like even bret hart you it's funny to see it's you also realize when you see teddy hart discussed how rare it is for wrestlers to talk about things in terms of like oh he's like he's just crazy like it's so rare for them to just call someone crazy yeah, it's crazy. It's it's fun to see a wrestler call someone crazy. Yeah, it's insane that <laughs> it's like I know crazy, and this guy is fucking fucked. Yeah, I know fucking butters nutties, and these fucks are fucking wacky basket times the power of twenty. And you're like, what? And he's like, oh. <laughs> the greatest thing I guess Red Hart's family holded all four of his children have not got into wrestling. And I'm assuming live in some sort of Polly Shore esque biodome to protect them from Teddy Hart asking them for money. You- <laughs> oh no, Teddy's on the side of the dome again. Hey, did you guys want money? What crimes have you committed? Because solidarity amongst sexual criminals. Oh God. How often do you think Martha Hart has to field calls from Teddy Hart just being like, Yo, is Owen home? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, a lot. Uh, here's what I don't. There you go. There's another sad fucking episode. And you know what? I think we're going to peel the onion back, and I'm going to say it right now. Buff Bagwell is also going to be a sad episode, John. Why? No. Why do you say that? You look at Buff Bagwell and don't think he was a victim of some sort of child abuse? No, he's just a nice man who likes to have sex with... He just wants to fuck his mom. (laughs) Some good old-fashioned fucking... He wants to bang his own mom. He's got fake calves. Yeah. Are you telling me, Dylan, that you're above the edible complex? I don't don't know if I can be your broadcasting partner anymore. (laughs) If we're not above now, I want to fetish shame. Yeah, we don't want to fetish shame, so it's like totally fine. I mean, I feel like Buff Bagwell episode is going to be weird in a different way, and just that this is the opening paragraph of his Wikipedia page. Missy Hyatt helped Bagwell break into the wrestling business. Already, yes, she did. Already, yeah. I'm having a good time. Growing up, Bagwell was a standout baseball player uh, during his tenure at Straw Perry. He, by the way, wrote this because it has the high school hyperlinked and worked for his family's lumber company. Upon graduating from high school, he started an amateur boxing career. When the lumber company went bankrupt, Bagwell became a certified massage therapist before deciding to become a wrestler. What the hell? Good for him. And then that's where it all fell down. You could have just had a normal life if it was like, um, you know what? I help old Rick with his with his weird shoulder. I've got a decent, I'm a pretty good looking guy. I got a nice wife. But instead it's like, I live on the moon and <laughs> food is the devil. Buff Bagwell had a really fucking good career. I'm sorry. Like it for what his skill level, ability, personality and vibe. He should be like. Please leave, sir. You're making us all uncomfortable. What? You don't put on Tanner before you fuck? 
what we're having soup <laughs> <laughs> i will say this teddy hart the only reason the difference between teddy hart and buff bagwell's career is literally like four inches in height if teddy hart would have been around a decade later then he would just like uh no i mean he's too crazy never mind these are these are companies the two wrestling companies now it's not like some psycho owns any of them it's like one is owned by the son of a billionaire and the other is owned by a billionaire but also publicly traded. So it's not like they can have active criminals anymore. Tony Khan and Mr. McMahon are the same guy. They're just two different generations. Like I guarantee Tony – we will be doing a year of Tony Khan in 20 years. Uh, about <laughs> Still be doing this in 20 years? Oh, All right. We're going down with the ship, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Time to review. I mean, yeah. Uh, time to review my I'm drunk. Um, I can't. Um, sorry. Oh, time to review Zelina Vega, part seven. <laughs> there is gonna be. I can't wait to be at your thirtieth wedding anniversary, which will be paid for by the Patreon of this very program. Yeah, we'll be at a Chuck E. Cheese, and I'll be like, "There's no tip." <laughs> <laughs> Still, nothing funny. Nothing funnier to me in the world than specifying that someone won't be tipped. I think that's the biggest dick. Like. I've donated. Don't be too good because you're not getting tipped. Yeah, yeah. Bad, bad news for you, buddy. Don't believe in it. How about you work hard? <laughs> so that's it. That's Teddy Hart, also, everybody. Just, I just uh, want to point out, by he... the way, I had to explain tipping to uh, British comedian Jimmy McGee, and his actual point about not tipping was, it's not up to me to pay the staff. It's up to their employer. And I was just like, I mean, I just explained to you why... They're not getting paid, you maniac. Like, are you fucking out of your mind? <laughs> All right, that's it. That's the rest of the that's the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Um, you can get us on Patreon. It's patreon.com backslash wrestler review at wrestler review on Twitter and Instagram. Go to John's Twitch. That's twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. My other podcast is called Remarkable Teams, and that's available tomorrow. And we'll be doing the 1983-1984 Edmonton Oilers, the first uh, team that won the Stanley Cup uh, for that dynasty. And I'll tell you this, they are the antithesis of Teddy Hart because hockey players are B-O-R-I-N-G boring. They're a great team, but good Lord, the, the book about them is essentially Mark Messier going... And that's the first time I had a club sandwich. Let me tell you, a toothpick touching bread, not for me. Also, fun fact about Wayne Gretzky told to me by a sports reporter when I worked in radio in 2009. You want to know how you fucked Wayne Gretzky? You asked him politely, 100%. It's the funniest thing in the entire world. Would you like to have sex, Wayne? Yes, I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Wayne Gretzky, there's some of my friends who worked at Gretzky's, and he just said that he would just like show up every... like six months or so get ripped and then just be like go and whoever was on shift and be like would any of you young ladies like to suck my cock <laughs> 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 like he would start out polite and then get real dirty and then they'd be like no and he'd be like very well then yeah well then you know what it's good it's good to have conviction they don't call him the so-so one buddy they call him the great one <laughs> so listen to that Oh, listen to Remarkable Teams. Come watch my Twitch stream. It's fucking good for you. Everyone, take it out. Show it to me. Throw it at me. Make me cry.